0: Today, the fifth of Kislev, is the site of Reb Baruch Ber Leibovich. Reb Baruch Ber is a name that's very, very well known to anyone that's spent a few good years in yeshiva, learning deep Gemara, Pilpul, etc. Reb Baruch Ber's books are learned in the greatest yeshivas today. An unbelievable Tamar is the Rosh Hashiv in Kamenetz. He was also a very close student of Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Salavechik. Reb Baruch Ber, who was by nature very emotional, and he actually came from a Hasidic background. His family, they say that his name Baruch Ber is after a Baruch Meshburz and a Dov Ber. The Magadim, is rich, and his Hasidic roots and deep emotion really were revealed in his relationship to his Rebbe, Reb Chaim I mean, when he quotes him in his farm, he calls him Admor. He calls him like Hasidim call a Rebbe, and actually the Brisker of Rav Velvel Brisker, who was Rav son, who was also a very close student of his father Rav so the Briskerov once said that both Ber and I both had complete bittle, were completely nullified, had emuna and covered for my father Rav That's what the Briskerov said. Me and Baruch Ber, we both were completely nullified before Rav But then the Briskerov said, but there's a difference between Rav Ber and me. The difference is that if my father, if Reb Chaim would point to a shtender, shtender is a lectern one uses to help one stand to daven, to learn, he said, if my father Reb Chaim would point to a shtender and say, that's a cow, Zabritz said, I would believe him, but Rebaruch Bear would go try to milk it. <laughs> he said, that's the difference between how much Rebaruch Bear had even more bittle to my father than I did do. He said that if my father would say the stender's a cow, I would believe my father. But Behr would manage go try to milk it. So I want to tell you a story about Rabochber, a story that's very dear to me because I heard it from one of my Rebbeim, one of the Rebbeim that I'm headed to learn from in my life. He's a very of holy person. His name is Reb Nachum Lansky. He's a, a makubal. He's a, he's one of the rosh hashivas in Nevisrael in Baltimore. So I heard this story from Rav Lansky, who heard it from Rav Greenblatt of blessed memory. Rav Greenblatt was also a tremendous Talmud genius. He was the Rov in Memphis. His father, B'frayim Greenblatt, was one of the close students of Rav Feinstein Zatzal. So Ravlansky said that he heard the story from Rav Greenblatt that was actually there for the, when it happened. That Raburg Bear one time came to America. He passed away in 1939. So this is, I guess, sometime in the 30s or the 20s. That Raburg came to visit America and he came to visit Ramosha Ramosha Feinstein in the Lower East Side. And Rabnatta came to see the two these two giants talking, meeting each other. And Ramnatta said that one day after Davening, Sir Raburg and Ramosha Feinstein started walking down, you know, East Broadway, taking a walk in the Lower East Side. Imagine these two huge Torah giants walking along Lori's side and talking. And all of a sudden they heard a man yell out, uh, you know, you can't really say this, but this is what the guy yelled out, Beryl, Beryl, don't you remember me? And Rebarach Ber was looking at this guy and saying, Beryl, you don't remember me? We learned Aleph Beis together in Cheder. And Rabarber looked at this person, all of a sudden he said, Shlomo, Shlomo, it's you, Shlomo, it's you. And they started hugging and crying. They haven't seen each other in, in decades, decades. Now, Rabarber took a look at this Shlomo, and he was clean shaven, not wearing a yarmulke, which is why Rabarber didn't recognize him. And Rabarber said to him, America's a desert. What's doing with you? And the man responded and says, Believe me, Beryl, he said to Baruch Ber, Believe me, I'm willing to testify that I have a lock on my door and it's locked from candle lighting on Friday until Havdullah. And I could promise you that I'm not Mechal Shabbos, Chas v'sholem. I don't profane the Shabbos, I don't leave my house on the whole Shabbos. I keep the door locked. I shouldn't leave the house the whole Shabbos, even though Sunday means I won't have a parnasah. I won't have a job, which was the case very often in America back then. So he said to Rebbech Ber, "No matter how I look, but Shabbos I keep. I don't leave the house ever." And Rebbech Ber started hugging him, and all of a sudden he started yelling. And Ramanata, when he said the story, he said that Rebbech always had a very, very powerful voice, deep voice. But this time he yelled so loud, <laughs> Reb Nata said, that the whole East Broadway was able to hear him. He yelled, Do you hear? Do you hear? Reb Shleim has a lock. Reb Shlema has a lock on his door. And the lock is locked from Adlaka Dola, to Avdola. Ma And even though he won't have a parnasa on Sunday, the Schloss, the lock is still locked from Adlaka Sneris to and he started screaming, and you know what? The whole Shabbos, this shloss, this lock is screaming. The lock on the door is screaming the whole Shabbos, Hashem hu elikim, Hashem hu elikim. The holy lock on the door is screaming, Hashem Hualikim. The heiliger shloss, the holy lock on the door. And the truth is that the holy books teach us that all the objects that we serve Hashem with become saturated with God's light, Mamish. Hashem's light, Mamish, penetrates and enters in a optimistic way whatever objects we serve Hashem with. And may in this chusev e-baruch sight. may we all be able to hear the whole world, all the objects in the world screaming out, Hashem hu